to dad. You know how the, on the internet there are lots of websites? Synonym is a kind of spice that's related to cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I actually sometimes have like scary like auditory hallucinations, like, you know, growling. I tended to feed him to Sasquatch slash Bigfoot. Can I explain what the Pope? You can explain is? what the Pope right. monster is. So he's like a half man, half goat. The American tourist miraculously survives fall into Mount Vesuvius. They are um, made of angry meat, yeah. especially because it's in your pants. I love you, and <laughs> I care about you. Talk to Dad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Talk Dad Podcast, episode 281. I've got Henry here with me. Hello. And also Will. Hello. It is still very, very hot here in Texas. And we went on vacation and came back. It was also hot where we went on vacation. Because it's hot like all across the country right now. It wasn't quite as hot. We went to Maine and then we went to Boston. It wasn't quite as hot in Maine. It did. After we were out there for like long periods of time, um, it, when, it did start to get pretty tiring. When we were directly in the sunlight in Maine, I remember thinking, this is pretty warm, but it wasn't like hot, hot. In Boston, it was extremely muggy, and it got to like, I don't know, 97, 98, mm-hmm. and it was very muggy, and it felt like... Yeah, it was pretty muggy in Boston. I am constantly sweating all day long. Yeah. But when you were in the shade, it was bearable. But I thought it was a pretty fun vacation. Any highlights? Anything you enjoyed on the vacation? Um, Oh, wait. Actually, the first day when we... uh, Well, actually, we arrived in Boston and then drove to Maine first. Yes. Um, The first day, we went to like this restaurant, and I ordered a BLT with lobster on it, and that was basically the whole thing, but it might have been like one of the best sandwiches I've ever had like in my life. Yes. Like it was like somehow like amazing. It felt felt very appropriate to drive to Portland, Maine and order lobster. So I ordered a lobster. Will had a big plate of fried clams. Yeah, and I could really only taste like the fried. Well, like that's the, the thing stuff. about fried seafood is it's fried and so it's delicious. But like I couldn't really taste like the clam. Mm, like just yeah, the little stuff. fried clam strips. And what So that was like the first thing we did basically on vacation after picking up the rental car and getting lost in Boston about five times before we finally found the right highway up to Maine. But anything that sticks out is like particularly enjoyable about our vacation? Um, I don't know. Boston's just kind of cool. It is a pretty cool town. You guys have been both Boston and New York this this year. Yeah. So we went to New York in the spring. Two major cities in the northeast of the United States, an area you guys had never been to before, but now you've been to both Boston and New York. Oh, also, I really liked the concert we went to. The National was playing in Portland. It was good. They're great. Yeah, that was fun. I thought that was really fun. I liked the venue where it was an outdoor venue, and I was a little worried because the only time it said it might rain was the night of the concert. Yeah. But it didn't It didn't actually rain, though. We were a little concerned it might, but I thought that the national was really good. It was supposed to be another band that we liked. Japanese breakfast was supposed to open up. Oh yeah, but they got COVID, right? Some of their band members got COVID, so they had to cancel last minute. So they had a last minute replacement person who I don't remember her name. Yeah. She was all right. I didn't really know her music, Mm -hmm. but the national was really good. Yeah. The national was really good live. I enjoyed the the venue. I enjoyed the venue, and I thought the crowd was pretty good. Mm. People were fairly nice. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of, like, you know, pushing or crowding too yeah. much. Um, what else did we do? We also saw the Blue Man Group. That was really Oh, cool. yeah, that was great. That was very funny and hard to describe. Yeah, because we had one night in Boston where we didn't really have anything planned, and I was like, maybe we should do the Blue Man Group. And I think Will's initial reaction was absolutely not because I think for I, some I reason you thought it was like not. you thought it was like a boy band. I, I did like not say absolutely group. not. I, I thought they were like No, it was probably more like nah. I, I thought they were like 
like, like a barbershop, like, like a barbershop or quartet like or something like that. <laughs> they didn't cut a single person's hair, so they actually did not sing. They didn't even talk. Oh yeah, yeah. that was like a big part That's of it. kind of their thing. Is they're all painted in blue and they don't really talk. Yeah, they didn't even like. They also all have bald caps on, which I realized when I realized I couldn't see their ears. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really, really good at catching marshmallows in their mouth. Oh yeah, yeah that was crazy. There was a part where they like started like throwing them like across the room, or like one person had like a ton, of, or one of them had like a ton of marshmallows in their mouth, and then like kept catching more. Yeah. And at one point, they were throwing a marshmallow from like way, way in the back of the theater. It wasn't a huge theater, but they were throwing well, it from so way impressive. back in the theater. How much would they have to rehearse that, though? I, I, they must practice a lot. Oh, also, because yeah, they, they didn't drop a single one. Also, one thing, well, a couple things I noticed. I really liked when they, when like someone came in late and then they like stopped it and then they had like a thing that was, that was like, you're late. You came in. There was like, played a song about yeah. coming late to the show. Yeah. Was and really it was like, funny. you should have been here 20 minutes But ago. it was like perfectly timed. Yeah, yeah I'm not so sure like, if it was planned or not. I think that it's just something they have like planned, that if someone comes late, they immediately go to that. But it was specifically at a moment where there's like a lot of tension, and then it was right then. Yeah. So yeah. They're professionals. They've been doing the show a long time. I liked, um, I mean, one of their sig- signature thing is they play these drums, and they like pour paint onto the drums. And the paint splatters everywhere. That's like, but that was fun to watch. And then also they had this, it was hard to describe, but it was like this big PVC pipe situation where they were playing drums on the PVC pipe. It was like a PVC pipe, xylophone. Yeah. Yeah. And then as they move it, it's like a, it's like a slide drum. At first I thought like, oh no, this can't be done live. And I noticed that like all that stuff was like mic'd up, like there were microphones on it. So I don't know why they spend that much money if they were just playing to a track. Some parts of it might have been Well there are a couple parts that are clearly like to a track, but a lot of it where you could see them actually playing it, that was live. And they had a band kind of up in the corner that too. That was clearly playing. And then there were like some like little sketches where I think the stuff that was backstage was like pre recorded. Yeah. But most of it was live, and it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a lot more fun even than I thought it would be. I had never seen them before, but I'd heard it's a fun show. It is. Well, that was. I good. would recommend it. And we did a lot of walking around Boston, a lot of hanging out in very old graveyards. Yeah, there's I kind of a enjoyed. lot of that. <laughs> there's a lot. We went on a ghost and graveyard tour, so that took us to some graveyards. But then we just went to some graveyards on our own. And because it's Boston and New England, like some of these graveyards, there were people from like the 17th century that mm. died in the 17th century or the 18th century buried there, including famous people like Paul Revere and John Hancock. And Yeah. But all those old gravestones, they kind of remind me of like, I don't know, cartoon Halloween decorations because it'd be like a skull with little wings. I liked it. Mm. I don't know why I like it so much. I just like those old headstones. Um, anything else worth noting on our vacation? Probably. Probably. We ate a lot of good food. Yeah. We slept in, we went to a bed and breakfast in Maine that was fun. Um, it was just in an old, like, you know, New England looking home, kind of New England looking mansion. And about a block from our bed and breakfast in Freeport, Maine, there was the most New England looking McDonald's you could possibly imagine because it was a McDonald's that was built in like a New England style home, like an, an actual old, like antique oh, home with it the was shutters and everything. Weird, and I yeah, loved it. <laughs> yeah. But it was a McDonald's on the inside. On the inside, it looked mostly like a McDonald's, except there was like kind of a front room with like a fireplace and bay windows and things like that. Um, what else? We went to some place called the Desert of Maine which I thought was also kind of cool. That was near Freeport, um, I guess in Freeport, near Freeport, very close to Freeport. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. But you drive up to it, and it's basically like this sandy desert, like sand dunes in the middle of a forest. It was very strange. That was weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have a picture of us next to the camel statue? That was yeah, wacky. there's like a camel statue and these sand dunes. And the way they explained it was... There were these natural sand deposits that were caused by glaciers. And then when they farmed the area and they over farmed it, and so everything above the sand dunes kind of eroded. 
then the sand dunes came and it pretty much made it impossible to farm. And, and now it's like a tourist, kind of a tourist destination. I thought that was kind of cool. It was just the, the striking visuals of seeing a sand desert in the middle of this main forest was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty fun. It was nice to have a, a good vacation break near the end of summer. Yeah, it was. But we are getting closer to the end of summer. Will is getting ready to go on, go to college yep. in just a few weeks. Um, Henry got to celebrate his birthday mm, yeah. with his friends. I had a nice nine days after my birthday party. Yeah. Have some people over. Um, anything else that's going on? Will's been working a bunch. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. You finally gave him your, your notice, though. This will be your last week, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you only have a few more days left. Mm-hmm. We have been watching a new Disney Plus show. We started watching Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thoughts on Ms. Marvel? I like it right. so far. I really like the visuals. I think it's all right. Um, I kind of agree with both of you, but I'd like to hear your opinions. It it feels pretty like CWE, a bit like nice. how do you do for kids, but it has some nice like presentation and... A decent story. I, I mean, it like definitely it feels actors. like that, but like it does it sort of accurately at the same time. Yeah, it does seem like it's geared a little bit more to a younger audience, like tweens and teens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it does have a little bit of a, you know, I don't know, a, a classic Nick or Disney Channel vibe to it, yeah, to, to a CW certain extent. Describes it pretty well. But I do kind of like the storyline. I think that the main actress, and I don't know her name, who plays um, Kamala Khan is really good. And I like the way they incorporate like her family and her culture into the show. I think that's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only a couple of episodes into it, so I'm not really sure. I mean, you find out about, you know, her discovering her superpowers and what she decides to do with them. I kind of like, I guess she's a newer character in the Marvel universe where her introduction is she's like a, a Captain Marvel super fan. Mm-hmm. And she's like a fan of all the Marvel superheroes. And I don't know, I kind of like that vibe of it, too. I do think they've done a decent job of not just making it like a rehash of like Spider-Man or Ant-Man or something like that. Yeah. Like, I, I was kind of expecting it to be like, oh, it's just like a person who's like heard of Super Heroes before and is a fan and then becomes one and it's like smaller scale, but um, no pun intended. Yeah. Ant-Man. But, um, but I, I think they did a decent job making it like its own thing. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not like a Spider-Man retread. You know, Spider-Man yeah. lives in Queens. She lives in New Jersey somewhere. I don't remember if they mention where Jersey in New Jersey, City. but somewhere. In, yeah, maybe Jersey City, New Jersey. I think mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. I do like some of the visuals. Some of the visuals are pretty cool. Visuals are pretty cool. Sometimes I think it's a bit like too like saturated. Yeah. But, yeah. The um, And then they just announced, like, I guess the fifth and sixth waves. Is that am I I getting that right? five. Phase five and, and a little bit of phase six. And man. Man, imagine if someone tried to get into the MCU now. They <laughs> just couldn't. I mean, they could. They would have lots and lots of stuff to look at. They'd have homework. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like over the past like few months or so, like I've like the whole like MCU fatigue thing or like cinematic universe fatigue thing has like really hit me. Because like looking at those like phase five movies, I just did not really care that much about it, I feel like. There's a few interesting things about that they announced. Um, one is Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. which seems kind of interesting. It's a little bit of like an anti-hero superhero team, I think. I don't know that much about it. There is a Secret Wars TV show that, could that will be star Nick Fury. I think that could be interesting. They're going to reboot Daredevil. Um, which could be interesting. I don't know. There was um, a lot of it. I'm pretty sure a decent amount of it was supposed to be slated for phase four. They got um, pushed out off. Yeah. To later. Like, like the next Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And then some of it's still quite a ways off. So they just barely announced it, I guess at Comic-Con, but it's interesting. We haven't watched. I think we watched the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi and have not got back to it. 
Yeah. I've heard it gets better. I've heard it gets oh. better too. But for whatever reason, we just haven't got back to it. Maybe mm-hmm. we will mm-hmm. eventually. We're still enjoying our pool. And I think one of my favorite things to do is to swim in the pool a little bit and then watch something on TV. So yeah, maybe nice. we'll get an opportunity to do that sometime this week. That'd be nice. Yeah. Anything else to share with our podcast listening audience? No, not really. If not, we've got some really interesting news stories. So let's do some news. Now your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. Have you guys heard about this new project that Saudi Arabia has announced called The Line? I have not. Uh, I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Oh, wait, no, I do remember. Let me tell you about it. Okay. Because it is crazy it sounds crazy from the it is a city in the middle of the desert so it's going to be northwest saudi arabia i mean i'm assuming that this will actually happen i don't know it seems like Uh, something that may potentially never happen but they claim it's going to happen the project is called the line and it is a city that um is composed entirely of one long building that's 106 miles long yeah, it's an indoor city. And it's 500 meters. No, wait. How tall is the... It's 200 meters wide. And it doesn't say how tall it is, but I believe it's really tall, too. Like, it's the, the height of the Empire State Building. Oh. Dang. So picture that's this building that's extremely tall, very long, and very narrow. And then it's mirrored on both sides. So it's basically this just big mirrored line in the middle of the desert. And they say that there will be no automobiles. There will be a high-speed rail that will transport people, and it will be zero emissions. And they claim that there will be such things as, like, robot maids, an AI involved, and an artificial moon. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> Seems a little far. And they say it will eventually hold 9 million, nine, not, not 9 million, wait, wait, wait. Let me get this right. So I don't want to say something wildly off. The city, the metropolis will purportedly be powered by clean energy and run with the aid of artificial intelligence, robot maids, flying taxis, and a giant artificial moon are features of the promised tech paradise. The somewhere in this article, I apologize. It says like how big they plan the city to be. And I want to say it's like nine. Yeah. Nine million people. Okay. Yeah. Why do I feel I like they're going to get nine million so people to get there? The, I, the reason why I think you're justified in being skeptical is usually these kind of huge projects. They don't pan out. Don't ever. work out well. One planned thing I cities, did want to share I, with you. Okay, even planned cities tend to not work. Yeah, and also, this is planned on a massive scale. Yeah. Also, like, the nature of cities is, like, like it's supposed to be, like, a community thing. Like, just the idea of them making, like, a gigantic, like, gimmicky, like, city. Yeah, this will not it's work. Just weird. I mean, okay, if it does end up working, then you can send your robot maid and a flying taxi to uh, laugh at me, I guess. But Like, people didn't make New York City to go, like, oh, yes, let's create this city with lots yeah, of... Yeah, cities just don't tend to work. Yeah. Let me play for you the video that Saudi Arabia put together to introduce this project. And tell me if you think the vibe is similar to what I think the vibe is. Like dystopian? For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers and we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The Lions communities are organized in three dimensions. (laughs) Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the Lions infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. 
By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. And you can escape. Energy and water <laughs> supplies are 100% renewable. And, and at the end of the movie, the, the main character goes outside and realizes that everything else has been nuked. Offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% so kind of, of the world accessible like within six like hours at the heart of the globe's key trade routes. Okay, no, a place but like, for commerce and communities it's a to place thrive with like, like nothing on earth. No at, the end, at the end of, the well, towards the end of the movie, the at the climax, I guess, they find this video and it's like supposed to be like a sad moment. Like, look what it was supposed to be or whatever, you so know? There's no jobs. It's so dystopian. Everything looks the same. <laughs> you can't go outside. I think what we're saying is what a lot of people are saying is what this sounds like is the introduction to a dystopian sci-fi movie. Like this is what it was supposed to be like. And now you find out how people are living now trapped in in this. I also just can't take it seriously from that video. Like it's not even like intimidating. The vibe is like, it's it's so out there too. Like it's going to be extremely unpopular and it's going to fail. Like, so they're claiming they will have this done by 2030. Really? And really? They are pumping how many billion? Like a few hundred billion dollars into it. Let's see. I guess this is what happens when you have a whole bunch of oil money and you don't know what to do with it. Five hundred billion dollars is being put into this project. I mean, worse things have been done with oil money, I guess. Oh, yeah, it is being funded by oil money, right? Yes. Like, it's supposed to be all, like, environmentally friendly, but it is definitely funded by Saudi Arabia's oil money. I mean, they have 25% of all the oil in the world, right? And they the Sa- Saudi Arabia, the article gets into this, and it's worth mentioning, the Saudi Arabia has a really bad record when it comes to human rights. and Yeah, uh, that too. Yeah. That's that's pretty notable. But the I, part of what they want to do is they want to lure in tourists. They think they can have, like, a million tourists a year to visit this and that will help fuel the economy. It's just bizarre to think of 9 million people living in this, I don't know, living in the tube building that's super long and super tall. I want to start calling it the tube. It just sounds funnier. <laughs> yes. It's maybe it should be circular too. Very strange. And I've been thinking about this since I saw this video. So it's I want to talk about it. going to keep me awake at night. <laughs> it's a little bizarre. I think people will be it's visiting it, okay. but only as like a monument. I'll give them this. Like, like a, it is definitely a very interesting idea. So, I like that, but it's way too far out. Yeah, the article mentions other projects like this that didn't quite work. Like in Dubai, there was a thirty-eight billion dollar um, harbor and tower development that was canceled six years from its opening because of the economic slump, and the Chinese government had a city called um, Kangbashi in Inner Mongolia that they wanted to house a million residents there. They put a billion dollars into its construction and ended up with just about a tenth of that figure. There was um, another building called the Ruyong Hotel in North Korea that was supposed to be the tallest hotel in the world. And... It has since been nicknamed the Hotel of Doom because its construction was never completed, and now it is the world's tallest unoccupied building. <laughs> so there is a decent chance. I think most betting people would say, "Don't bet on this one to succeed." But I mean, I, it is ambitious. I'll give them that. People will visit it like the same way they visit like a Colosseum, like or like a ghost. The town. Colosseum works though. Yeah, like a ghost town. Yeah. It's funny, I saw, speaking of the Coliseum, I saw a TikTok video where they were giving, they were reading one-star reviews of the Coliseum. And I I don't know how many of these were actually serious, but one was like, I visited this place 10 years ago and it's still not finished. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's really, it's all broken down and they won't even fix it. That's so funny. 
It's very funny. And when we were there, they were doing a bit of restoration, but yeah. Yeah. Anyone want to share their story? Okay, so I've got one. I'm, I mean, it's not very specific. I kind of have to assume a lot in it. Um, so basically, Spain's prime minister told everyone... To, okay, so there's a, obviously like a heat wave in Europe right now. And to save energy, um, I'm assuming on AC... Uh, Spain's prime minister said that people should just like stop wearing neckties. Yes. I don't know exactly how that works. Do neckties eat you up? I feel like most everyone in America is following his advice already. Very few people wear neckties to work anymore. Really? Unless you're working like, I don't know, at maybe a certain government jobs. I remember I had an argument. People just don't dress up for work anymore. I remember I had an argument with someone in like fourth grade where... We had this thing where we would like dress up in funeral clothes to like say goodbye to like certain words that were like a dead words or whatever. Oh, yeah. bland. But I remember I had an argument with someone over whether or not neckties are better than like tie ties. I was arguing that tie ties, like actual ties, you are mean better. like string ties? And I was so mad. Well, no, that neckties are tie ties. Do you mean clip on ties? Or clip on ties, yeah. And oh. I was so mad that they were trying to claim that clip on ties are better. Like, yeah. Clip-on ties They're not even, like, are good tied for children who don't know how to tie a tie. Yep. Yeah. But other than that, regular ties are better. I kind of wish Santi was on the podcast right now because I think he might be able to give us a little more context to this story from the Spanish uh, prime yeah. minister. We could send oh, also, clip, maybe. the only real other detail I have is that the prime minister, while giving this announcement, um, was not wearing a tie. So, so he was already taking his own advice. Yep, he was demonstrating. You see, it's not here, and that's like how you do that. I wonder if a lot of people in Spain do wear neckties at work. I guess. I don't know. I wonder, like across all countries, how many people dress up for work like wear a suit and tie. It's become really, really less common here. Like when I first got out of law school, and I started working for a law firm, I had to wear a suit every day. And then, like, shortly after I started the law firm, they, they introduced what they called casual Fridays, which means you could wear a suit and tie four days a week, but on Friday you could show up in, like, khakis and a button-down shirt. Which isn't that casual. Right. And then it became jeans Fridays, like, after I started working where I am now. Like, some days you could wear jeans. And then at some point it became, yeah, you can wear jeans whenever you want to. It really doesn't matter. But try not to wear, like, T-shirts or ripped jeans. Or, mm. And I don't even know, like, when we get come back to the office after the pandemic, if anyone will care at all. <laughs> I yeah, feel like dress codes doing, have sort of gone out the window. Because everyone's been working from home. So it's like, you know, some people don't even wear pants. Right. I try to wear shorts most days. And shorts work on a Zoom call as long as you keep your camera positioned correctly. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to wear shorts, but you know, I think it's still a good idea. It's still a best practice to wear something yeah. on your lower half. Will, would you like to share your story? Uh, NASA's Perseverance rover spots a strange tangle, um, which some people are calling Mars spaghetti or pasta or whatever. This story kind of, depending on which news story, nude source you got it from, you got a very different version of this story. Yeah. It, Apparently, the Perseverance rover looked, uh, found like what looks like a tangle of string. And this entire article keeps on getting interrupted by ads of like just random YouTube videos of people talking about science. And it is really distracting. Um, uh, so it found just like some sort of like stringy thing that some people think could be... Um, like a piece of trash from like another mission or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's probably not like living or like signs of life. It, they apparently think that it's just like a piece of trash that was left behind. But I think like if you went to like a more fringe news site, they would say this is evidence of extraterrestrial that extraterrestrials have visited Mars and they've tried yeah, the spaghetti. I mean, because usually, mean, like literally it seems like the Mars rover just goes around and it finds rocks, right? Rocks and sand. Yeah. That's pretty much it. 
But this looks like a like a tangle of string, and they're like, "How the heck did that get there?" Yeah, like, and so like a conservative. I mean, conservative, and not not the political sense, but like a sort of mainline news source would say, "Well, obviously, it must have been like trash from one of the missions to Mars." Yeah, but someone else would say, "Interesting." Maybe the aliens left it behind when they visited Mars. It yeah. is weird, though. Like, it doesn't look like the Martian landscape. Honestly, this is, like, really big news for me because I have been very dedicated to the school of thought that believes spaghetti was invented by aliens. So, NASA, I mean, here's the proof. NASA does, like, decontaminate their spacecraft so that way they don't end up just sending, like, new bacteria to other planets or whatever. Yeah, I remember um, when we talked about a story... Where the tardigrades, um, yeah, that there was a a spacecraft with tardigrades like crash landed into the moon, and that was very controversial because they were like, "Well, you shouldn't be. You should respect the lunar surface, not be introducing introducing new microbes and things like that." And yeah. people are concerned about the moon becoming contaminated. And I guess they've got the same concern about Mars now. I I don't think it's like actually like contaminated. I think it's just it could even be just like. Like a weird piece of like Mars, like some sort of like material or something. It, it does seem a, a bit repetitive by now, like how we'll just find like like every single time we find something that kind of looks like like a statue or something like that, then it's like evidence of like alien life or whatever. Yeah, sometimes in the past they've seen like something that looks like a face or like yeah, a cube or something like that, and people are all like, oh. Clearly, it's the ancient aliens. Like a Phineas and Ferb episode made a joke about that, where they said that yeah. it looks more like a Reese's monkey. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but it just seems weird to me that like like craters or like dust or whatever like isn't allowed to look like like familiar stuff. Otherwise, it's aliens. I don't know. Do you guys think there was ever life on Mars? Mm, I don't know. I feel like if there ever was, then there still is in some form. I, I feel like there was a decent chance one at one point because there w- clearly was water on Mars at one point. I don't know if all life, I mean, I'm not like a scientist, but I don't know if like 100% of all life can leave a planet. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's ever really been much proof that there's anything living there now. Yeah. I but I think there's a that. decent chance that at some point something was living on Mars. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, yeah, I, I mean, know. the water's... The, it, there's water, so that would... Yeah. Yeah. And microbes can be introduced by, like, asteroids and things like that. Maybe there start. was, like, some sort of, like, microorganism that kind of lived for a bit, but, like, never really survived long enough to... To evolve into something else. Yeah, and create biodiversity. Yeah. There's one more story that I wanted to share from the world of... Science! And I like this story because of just how creepy it is. So... Um, scientists in Rice University are exploring something called necrobotics. Mm. And just as it sounds, it's like making a robot out of something that is dead. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's creepy. So some of these scientists were sitting around and they noticed that, you ever notice like when a spider dies, it's, it's, uh, it always kind of curls up. Yeah. Like a dead spider is always curled up, and they were and they thought about it and they said, "Well, spiders extend their legs using hydraulic pressure, which comes from fluid pumped into their legs from a central cavity. So they took these dead spiders and they pumped fluid into them with a hydraulic like a what do you call it hypodermic needle, and they were using the spiders to like pick up little objects like a little claw machine that is. That does seem kind of wrong. Well, so they're already creepy. dead. They are dead. Yeah, they're not alive. I don't know. It's weird. It's and creepy. It's like a horror movie. They published their a paper on it in Advanced Science on Monday. One of the there were two scientists, one named Preston and one named Yap. Um, Yop said in a video call, spiders actually only have flexing muscles, meaning that spiders can pull their legs in but have no muscles to extend them. The way they extend their legs is using hydraulic pressure. This pressure comes from the spider's prosoma, the spider's cephalothorax, 
or its legs attached to its body, which sends fluids to the arachnid's legs, allowing it to walk. So it's the opening and closing of these valves. So if they inserted a syringe into the prosoma of a dead spider, they can mimic the hydraulic pressure with air, extending and retracting the spider's legs at once. If you look at videos of this on the internet, which I urge you to do if this interests you at all, it's extremely creepy. Because you see these little spiders, like, grabbing things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it, really it would be incredibly creepy. It's just weird. It's weird to look at. It's kind of a visual, so maybe not the best story for a podcast, but no, scientists do interesting. all kinds of things. I wonder if this one will show up in the Darwin. Not the, is it the Darwin? No, it's not the Darwin Awards. Which one is it? Darwin Awards, oh, people are the killed. Ignoble one? Die. Ignoble Awards. Yeah. I wonder if this experiment will show up in the Ignoble Awards. Seems like a good candidate. It does. Let's play a game. I don't have the fun drop here, but let's just assume that this game will be fun. I was thinking about something the other day. We're going to do, oh, I, this is this is a dad quiz. Dad quiz. That's pretty good. So for the dad quiz today, I was thinking about the fact that when I was a kid, they had these TV commercials that were very strange. And I don't think this is something you see anymore. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. But when I was a kid, you used to have these generic TV commercials promoting like a good, like a generic good, not like a name brand good. But like, for example, the bean growers of America could have a commercial like in favor of people eating beans. Yeah, I'm like just old enough to. Oh wait, no. It would be no, like I seen those. beans, a magical fruit, brought to you by the bean growers of America. This is not an actual ad, but there would be all kinds of things like that. And I was, and if you were my age, so like your mom and me, we remember all these jingles because I think they were especially targeted at children. So like on kids TV, they would run these commercials, and I think the theory was. We have to teach kids that they must eat beans. So when they grow up, they will eat a lot of beans and our bean farmers will get rich from selling Mm. beans to people. You got to get it in their brains. Yeah. They got to eat those beans. They were like basically propagandizing us about the Mm. importance of using their products. And I was thinking about this and thinking like of all the different ads they used to run and the jingles they had and the slogans they had. And I was wondering if I removed the product, could you guess what they are? I think you've done this before, right? Possibly. And, yeah. and it's possible we have forced you to watch some of these ads on YouTube. So maybe you've heard some of these before. I think I did it with just generic products, but I haven't done it on um, these type of commercials. So I'm going to play a few for you. I've like edited them, edited them up so that the, the name of the product is blanked out or muted. And I want to see okay, if last you can time guess. You, just, you did like a bleep. And it, I didn't do a bleep this it, time because well, it ends up sound, sounding kind of dirty. sounded kind of interesting, not going to lie. Yes. This time I just blanked it out, muted it. So I think there's maybe six or seven of them. We'll see how many you can guess based on just the jingle or the commercial. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of... Coffee? No, no. (laughs) After school, you you have a a hunk of coffee. It's a hankering Um, for a hunk of... There's definitely a rhyme scheme in that commercial. Oh, yeah. So you want to hear it again? Draw? Let me replay it. Shawl, a wall? I'll a replay it. A wall. There's time for timer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. Same. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of... In my mm. brain, I just totally hear him saying it. And it seems like it's obvious because I watched this commercial probably hundreds of times. Yeah, I feel like I'm... Hankering for a hunka. I'm so close. <laughs> a- Adderall? Adderall. Dang it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Adderall did not <laughs> exist then. 
That was funny that you both said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wait, wait, wait. I'm not giving up yet. There's no rhyme here that's going to help you. Oh. oh, really? No. Oh. I'm going to play it one more time, and then you can just guess. There's time for timer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of... I feel like it starts with an H. Well, because of the alliteration. Yeah. A hunk of honey. Oh, it's, it's not honey, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, not, no. actually. Okay. Um, yeah, a hunk I of that. honeycomb. You just need to break off a hunk a of honeycomb. Hunk, uh, that would kind of make sense. If it was an ad for, like... like the what do you eat in hunks? This is my question. What do you actually and eat in hunks? And you got to just give up. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> You're not getting anywhere. A hunk... Uh, you know, I'll go with Adderall. <laughs> the answer... Is cheese. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, that does not flow. Well, kind of. It depends on how you say it. It's a, hu- a hunk. Now I can't even say it. Hanker for a hunk of cheese. Hanker for a hunk of cheese? Yes. All right, yeah. let's play the next one. Okay, cheese does make sense. You do eat hunks of cheese. The incredible edible. Okay, that's just. That's it? The that's incredible all you're give edible. Blank. I give up. I'm not going right, off really? I think I only gave you that so much soon. because I think if I would have played the rest of the commercial, it was all about all the good attributes of this particular product. So I couldn't okay. really, so, I, all I could do is the jingle, the incredible edible blank. Edible. Here's a clue. It's something that's edible. I mean, really? and it's also really incredible. You think? It's also incredible. The incredible edible. Last plate? one was cheese, so it's not. This one's not cheese. I'll say plate. Well, yeah, cheese is edible. Edible, like those edible candy blocks, maybe. No, because that's a product. Something very generic. Oh, like a bowl. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's Straw. not a bowl. Something that's something you can eat. Edible. It's a food. Oh, so it's already a food? It's already a food. It's, it's edible. <laughs> no, but like, it was edible yeah, before I'm not this? going off of just that. that like, generally anything. it's edible? Yes. Why would they emphasize that it's edible? I mean, you I can't go know. off the of jingle, just that. The jingle. It could be literally anything. Writers, you, you would have you to You gotta just them. give up. Cake. We're not gonna Henry be... says cake. Do you want to guess anything? No. You don't want to guess? No, I'm not going off of just that. The answer is Egg. The incredible edible egg. You can yeah, like how eggs? am I supposed to? I've already been eating eggs. You don't even have to cook them. <laughs> you just unhinge your jaw. And <laughs> I just crunch. Suck it in. All right, here's the next one. It's what's for dinner. Oh shoot! Wait, <laughs> have you Is heard this, this all one before? I know this. That was their that was their logo. It's what's for dinner. For you might sure. have even seen. I think they still used today, but they don't have the commercials. Oh, Soup. wait, I know what this is. It's Steak. what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. What was your guess, Will? Soup. Was that your... Yes. Not soup, really? I thought you guessed something else. I also said steak. Steak is very, very close. Think a little more general. Meat? Meat. A little less general. A little more specific. <laughs> Beef? Beef, it's what's for dinner. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Beef, beef is more or less specific. Beef, it's what's for beef dinner. Beef is what's for dinner. I yes, know this. The answer is beef. Here's the next one. I can't even I think we were. Saying. I think we were singing this to you just the other day. Summer, summer, blank. It wouldn't be summer without them. The, the sound quality on this YouTube video is not good. Let me try it one more time. Okay. Here we go. It wouldn't be summer without Oh. Summer, summer, blank. It wouldn't either be summer melon or without corn. Watermelon. Mm, watermelon's a good guess. I'll say corn. It is a good guess. 
The answer is fruit. Oh, oh wow. Like, particularly tree fruits, fresh from the tree. Check it and see. Why just fruit? Summer feels, fruit. It's from the fruit growers of America. About, the f- well, apples grow better in winter, right? I'm not just imagining that. Kind of. I think so. Anyway, but this is particularly Maybe the summer fruits, like your okay. peaches and your nectarines. All right, let's do one more. Be real. Pick me up. It does the body good. Blank. It does the body good. Was the tagline here? Ooh. Gotta be some sort of soda. It's a little hard to hear. It's not a kind of soda. Wait, here it is. Be real, pick me up. It does the body good. Milk? Yes. Milk, it does the body good. Nice guess. That makes sense, actually. There were lots and lots of these commercials that were milk, it does the body good. That just makes sense. I don't know. Like, I talk about, like, strengthening your bones. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. All right, so did you hear Oranges. that? I heard it through the grapevine. Raised in the California sunshine. Raisins. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. Raisins. No, that sounds like raisins. How did you know that? Because grapevine. grapevine. California. It can't be grapes California that be raisins. Repetitive. I would think yeah. it'd be grapes, but you're right. It is no, raisins. no, that doesn't make sense. This was a huge, Boom. huge pop culture phen- phenomenon. Of, have you heard of the California raisins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. So you have heard of this. So in the '80s, they had this claymation commercial, yeah, featuring these little oh. raisins that sang. I heard it through the grapevine, and they look terrifying now. And they kind of look terrifying, but they were like massive. They kind of be- they kind of outgrew their role as like the spokesman for, I guess, raisin growers in California. Like they look like something, and they from became the- their own pop culture thing. They look like something from like the '90s, like hey, we can use CGI now era. But yeah. it's not CGI. And they sold like merchandise and t shirts. And for some reason, everybody became crazy about the California raisins. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations, you got that one right. Okay. If I had just pieced it together, I would have gotten that one. But un- unfortunately, I was unable to. But you both did. You well, got I mean, it, though, he said right? it. Was obvious, obvious. But when he said it, you were like, absolutely, that's what it well, is. Oh, yeah. So, you get partial credit. Will gets the full credit. You get partial I mean, credit. I think Henry also thought of it. Yeah. I don't think they have those kind of commercials anymore where it's like, we're promoting this milk or beef or fruit. Yeah, I don't think no, so. No, it's more like we're promoting we're promoting our beef or our milk. Now or it's our like, beef. There's like stop smoking commercials ads. for like some prescription drug or something. There's so many drug well, now, commercials. Like ads. They didn't used to have drug commercials over. when I was a kid. Really? They had cigarette commercials, but they had oh. no drugs. If, in fact, it seems like right about the time they started phasing out cigarette commercials was the same time they made it legal to have prescription drug commercials. Oh, that, I thought, it used to be illegal. It does have. seem like advertising. Why is it not still illegal? It seems like maybe it should be, right? It definitely should be. <laughs> it does seem like advertising has kind of become like kind of like universal like you'll get the same ads on like tv as you will on like social media it's just like well i mean yeah of course whoever all the 20 second ads yeah and i guess the way they're reaching you is different because people don't really just sit down and watch tv anymore so these were all tv commercials because we used to just watch tv we didn't have dvrs we couldn't skip the commercials i mean i guess at some point like if you tape something on a vcr then you could fast forward through the commercials but for the most part, you were just watching TV and you were, unless you went up and used the bathroom or left the room, you were forced to watch these commercials. So we all saw the same commercials, which is why everyone my age will remember every single one of these commercials. And it's very strange. And did it work? Are you addicted Probably. to raisins? I definitely eat raisins and milk and eggs and, and beef. beef. And what was the other one? Fruit. Cheese. You eat fruit? Cheese. I and eat all cheese? those things, so I think it did work. Wow. I've been completely... I don't really eat raisins that much, honestly. I kind of like raisins. Yeah, uh, it, I was never really okay, super for me, raisins. I go through like waves where I'll like really love raisins, and then I'll really hate them. When I was little, raisins were one of the things I disliked, especially in like baked goods, like raisins in a cookie or raisins in cake. I never liked them. 
But now I kind of like them. Yeah. I, I mean, know. they're not as good as chocolate chips. They're definitely they're good. Still in, yeah. good stuff, I used to like but. oatmeal raisin cookies more before I discovered oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, which are just like amazing. Um, yeah. So now I'm just disappointed. That's fair. Raisins it is a little good. disappointing. Raisins are good in stuff, but on their own, they're just kind of. I kind of like them as just a snack, but I don't I mean, eat they're them okay. very often. It can be kind of nice to get like certain ones with a certain texture. Well, there's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. So for treat yourself today. Oreos. We have Neapolitan flavored Oreos. They have like three layers in between them. They are a vanilla Oreo with a vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate layer inside. Mm. I haven't tried those before. They are new. They have like a waffle cone pattern on the cookies. Oh, yeah, they do. Limited edition because they're about to get sued by... um, by big waffle, no, right, by waffle. uh, by those. N- shoot, what are those called? Nilla wafers. No, it must the, be. I feel like the it's... ones are flavored peanuts. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't think they have yeah, any copyright on grids, personally. But yeah, but like that kind of cookie. They're gonna get sued by Big well, Checkerboard. Yeah. We also have Reese's chunk Reese's crunchy snack cakes. I don't know if we've done these I'm before. So sick I, don't of think we I don't think we have. Trying to do this kind of thing. It this look looks like, like it could be good, or it could be bad. But it looks like it could be good with crunchy peanut butter. I like and then Covered in chocolate. Good. I mean, it's just at a minimum, it seems like it's going to be okay. Keeps on trying to. And then we have some saltwater taffy that is sweets, taffy tart, and tangy taffy in five flavors: berry blitz, atomic apple. Atomic Apple. It's definitely not going to be that sour. Lemon Launcher, Charged Cherry, and raising, Raging Raspberry. That looks kind of good, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's know. definitely not going to be as sour as it thinks it is. I, right, I'm going to save that one for last. I feel like yeah. Reese's <laughs> has become like, you know, like in school, when there's like a kid who's like a class clown who, who was like super well received and super successful, and there's another kid that tried to like copy his thing and like it failed. I feel like Reese's has become that. With its own thing. They're like yeah, ripping like off these, their own thing. Well, no, where like they'll see like other, like stuff like Oreo or like other. MMs. No, or like, and they're like, chocolate. we can do that. Yeah, but it just doesn't work with like. But they're they already all basically have, the same thing. Yeah, when they're already oh, yeah. a variety of chocolate, like, just doesn't work. All right, let's try the Neapolitan. Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Neapolitan, why not? I don't know. I don't think it really matters. The strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate Oreos. The Napoleon Oreos. Oh, they're very stuffed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like the this, three maybe. layers, they're almost like most Ooh, stuffed. Okay, actually, I'm not liking the smell so far. Anyway, let's try these. The Napoleon Oreos. What do you guys think of the Neapolitan flavored Oreos? It tastes like... Fake chocolate, fake vanilla, and fake strawberry with like way too much filling on a cookie, and I really like it. Yeah, honestly, all, I would like absentmindedly eat a ton of these. This is a flavor of a flavor. Basically, do you think they're delicious? Yes. Yep. It's not trying yum, to taste yum, like yum, strawberry. Yum, yum, yum. It's trying to taste like ice cream. Trying to taste like strawberry. The chocolate, chocolate. kind of tastes like fudge to me. It's more I of a fudge taste the flavor than really. a chocolate. Mine had a whole bunch of fudge. I don't know if they're like like uneven none. in some of them. They're it's definitely uneven. not one of my favorite limited edition Oh, that's a lot more than I got. Yeah, limited thin layers. Limited edition Oreos usually kind of slap. I thought so. they were okay. See, in mine, I felt like the fudge was an overwhelming flavor. And it's I couldn't definitely really not the balanced ones. between the cookies. Yeah, there There's are definitely like, I think a lot of fudge. I like a, the strawberry yeah. is pretty strong. There are definitely better limited edition Oreos. Um, like that one, like apple pie one, I remember being really good. Uh, but it's just still really good. I still really like them. And yeah, I, I think say, they're okay. I think I'd rather have a regular Oreo. I think for what they're trying to do, they <laughs> succeed. All right, let's try the Reese's Crunchy Snack Cake. Yeah. What I, do you guys think of the Reese's crun- Crunchy Snack Cake? I figured out a better analogy for Reese's. It's like, um, maybe I'm going back to Garden Reese's, but um, like for the varieties. But you know that one episode of The Office where Jim and Dwight have to like throw a like put together a party because they become like the party planning committee and like all the balloons are like brown and like gray (laughs) 
and white, and they give them like a cake with like a cheese it on it. That that's what Reese's varieties are. <laughs> like like I they're trying, like and it's it's just not working. I mean, this is okay. I'll give it a low okay. It, 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 it tastes, tastes more a like a little Snickers weird. Than anything. It barely resembles an actual like Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay, we're all gonna flip because I'm gonna give it a delicious. Yum 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 yum. Is it shaped like a Snickers. I kind of liked it. I don't know. It, it, does, it doesn't taste snack cakey to me at all. It tastes like no. a candy bar still. It, like oh, the yeah. cake layer is in there, but and Snickers have always kind of been like like an okay candy bar, but there's definitely much better ones to get. I don't um, know. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna run out and buy this one again. Oh. Honestly, I don't think it is bad. what it is. It's pretty good. Can't, I think it's not what it is. It is what it isn't. See, yeah. The thing about That's mysterious. <laughs> first of all, Reese's peanut butter cups are like an S tier candy bar, and I don't want to hear anyone fighting me on that. I don't care if it tastes like fake peanut butter or whatever. It is what it isn't, um, and it definitely is not a normal Reese's. Like, how do you? If Santi were here, I don't know. This is my second. <laughs> if Santi were here, yeah, he'd give it a gross. He would hate it because he hates peanut butter. Mm. But like. You can't make like a white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup with peanut butter in it. Like it, it you just can't really make varieties out of Reese's peanut butter cups. All right, now Reese's we're moving pieces. on to the tart and tangy taffy. I'm gonna allow you to try as many different flavors as you can. I don't think I'm gonna try all of them. I think I'm gonna try just I don't know the what berry makes the apple so atomic charged cherry. See this I knows know. what and it is. Should we really start? Should we really be calling things atomic? No. But it's, it's it means sour in this industry. So I saw well, the I'm trailer sure yesterday when I, we went to a movie and I saw the trailer for the new movie Oppenheimer, which is Christopher Nolan's next movie, mm. and it made me think maybe we should need to stop calling things atomic. Yeah, because people <laughs> died. Yeah. Well, they just mean like it will like split the atoms in your. They will cause it means it is made of fusion. atoms. It is made of it's atoms. Composed of atoms. You may be right. See this. This knows what it's. This. This actually works. This is um like it feels more organic. It's so much less forced. All right. It's well, I'm gonna try packaging. the charged full of cherry and, and we the did buy it. Blue. So it's cynical. It's not corporate. Oh, I mean it. Like, it technically it's is not corporate, candy. but like you know, it doesn't seem like it's it. not real. You imagined it. I just realized these are TNT taffy. Tart and tangy is TNT because it says on the wrap. Oh, TNT yeah. t- taffy. I have opinions on the sweet. I got opinions TNT too. taffy. I say that's what I call. Now that's what I call candy. That's a that's a quality candy right there. Um, like the. Are you saying it's delicious? Yeah, the New York Italian yum, yum, food yum, critic yum, yum, in, yum. In Delicioso. Me is like embodied in this. It's not just a candy, it is an experience. Henry? Like, I'll give it delicious. It's not like mind blowing, although the two that I did have, first I had the lemon one, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty like sour. And then I had the berry one, I was like, oh, this candy is the lemon one. It's not just about taste. I, I know lots of people don't really like Smarties, but I always like Smarties, not even because of how they taste, but just because the wrapper was so like satisfying. Like just getting a whole tube of this, and just something about getting these like brightly the colored. What did you just say? Like taffies, and the way that they kind of the taste kind of reminds me of like Warheads, but not like super sour. I think there might be a generational oh. thing going on here. I thought that they were ew. Seriously, wow, I did not like them. Oh, it just the me. flavor was way off. They take me back. Ugh. They're decent. Make me feel like a kid again, as they say. Mm, we didn't as the people have these kind of atrocities there. when I was a kid. That is one way I, of describing it. My only little critique is that the atomic apple tastes weirdly banana-y. I usually really like green apple flavoring, even though I get like an allergic reaction and it makes my throat <laughs> itchy. Um, and I always thought that was like normal. Um, I didn't but, like. I only tried two of them. I tried the berry and the cherry. No, I love how brightly like colored it is. I, I'm, I'm just a shell for this. I don't know. Well, there's going to be a whole bunch left over. I don't know if this was like objectively the best tasting thing we had here but it's my favorite yeah i liked yeah. the i think i liked the reese's snack bar snack cake the best Ugh, and man. the oreo second and this was like a way distant third yeah you got your ranking flipped upside down henry you want to rank them um maybe the oreo than the taffy than the reese's than i don't reese's. know Damn. kind of hard to compare 
Well, that is Treat Yourself, and that is our podcast. Thank you, boys, for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, especially to anyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can tweet us at TTD Podcast on Twitter, on Twitter.com. Yes, on Twitter. You can find us at Talk Dad Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find us at TalkDadPodcast.com where you can download and stream all of our episodes from 1 to 181. This has been a lot of fun. Also, a shout out to the Foxy Morons who allowed us to use their music as our intro and outro music. I think they have a new album out if you want to check it out. This has been a lot of fun, and we will see you later. There's time for later, alligator, my friend.